0: What's going on, Suns fans? Justin here, and with me, as always, is my podcasting partner, Paul. That's a knife. That's a knife. What the? <laughs> did you just play. <laughs> did you seriously just play Crocodile Dundee into the microphone? Yes, sir. <laughs> I, I. I got nothing. Um, okay, well. Oh, boy.
1: Trying something different. Hey, you
0: know what? Crocodile Dundee, that's a fantastic movie, by the way. So at at any rate, um, uh, moving on from that, uh, we are here with this week's edition of Bright Side of the Suns for the fans, by the fans podcast. Uh, We're coming off a week where the Suns, since our last- Successful week? Successful week, since our last- uh, Relatively. Podcast. Yeah, two and two. (laughs) Can't get much more better, much more better than that. Can't get- can't get much better than that for the Suns these days. I'll spit it out eventually. Um, Back-to-back wins. They were an Andrew Wiggins jumper with ridiculous defense all over his face from P.J. Tucker away from going three in a row.
1: (laughs) Jinx, you owe me a beer.
0: That's weird. And which, ready for a stat, would have been their first three-game win streak since November 16th, 2015. So... Well, that's not, I guess that's not really unexpected, but no. you know, still. No. Um, but at any rate, we've had outside of the games, we've had some interesting developments in Phoenix Suns basketball this week. Uh but initially, I think we'll start off with the improved play that we've seen over the past month, month, month and yeah. a half, whatever it might be. We just talked about them being two and two this week, close to being three and one. That's weird to say. Three and one, Phoenix Suns. Same sentence. That is weird.
1: It, even that Denver game, they were in it. They were leading at certain points. They only lost by six points. It wasn't. It wasn't like it was some kind of horrendous, like crushing by Denver.
0: Right, and plus you got that silly high altitude crap up there. That probably, you know, those those old those vets. I mean, them. the young guys they don't come. Although I, they played in Mexico City, which has a they higher do. altitude than they Denver. They.
1: I had no idea Booker apparently likes the high altitude.
0: I'm pretty I, sure I learned that from Tom Chambers. But anyway, go ahead.
1: Anyways, Actually, the one thing about that that Nuggets game that I really liked was it was the – like going into the season, you would think that the ideal would have been that Booker, Bledsoe, Warren, and Knight would be carrying the offense. And mm-hmm. up to this point in the season, every game, you'd get maybe one or two of those guys – Maybe three Maybe. who were actually on. True. This was the f- – if. correct me if I'm wrong. This ga- is the first game this season where all four of those guys were on offensively. You had Booker, Bledsoe, and, and Warren all were over 20 points. And Knight was at, I think, 17 and probably could have gotten over 20 points if he got some more minutes. But, you know – you know, our we don't need to be night. giving him too many minutes. <laughs> this, but I mean, th- that was the ideal going into the season that those four guys would basically carry the offensive load for the for the season, and they weren't living up to that desired goal. But it was it was finally nice to see that potential even in the loss. And personally, I think if Tyson Chandler hadn't thrown up a stinker, which is abnormal for him for the season and particularly the last couple couple months. They, they might have really had a chance of actually pulling out that game and getting like being like three and one for the week.
0: Right, right. And Tyson Chandler for the month of January, I believe eleven and fourteen. He's been averaging even even with that quote unquote stinker. He's really up in that trade value. He certainly is, but uh, are they going to trade him? That's a question that we'll get to in just a moment. Um, teaser, <laughs> teaser indeed. You know. It, One thing that I think bears noting is obviously we've all been talking about how Booker's been coming around, how he's been playing better, how he's finally maybe coming out of that prolonged slump that he was in, and uh, that's obviously very, very, very positive for Phoenix Suns fans to see, the organization to see for purposes of moving forward, Um, but and I'm not to say I'm not saying this guy's not getting any pub on this, but Bledsoe I think has been just whew, he's been playing. Phenomenal. Not getting any
1: pub. He had a nice nice article on the Ringer this week. No, yeah, I know. I said I'm not saying he's not getting any pub. Well, so but he's not getting a I, lot. I, he's underrated.
0: Didn't you just say that he had an article though? I'm confused.
1: I didn't say the article is about how he's underrated, which is what the article's about. <laughs>
0: I feel like I feel like you lost where I'm going here. I did.
1: Okay, Let me try back up.
0: Yeah, I'm, I said that it's not like Bledsoe is not getting any pub, but
1: got it. Too many double negatives in there. I lost it, or like quadruple negatives. I, I lost I, it. I try to. I try to confuse people. It's you are a lawyer. sometimes it's easier <laughs> to do than other times. But at any
0: rate, uh, Bledsoe went four games in a row recently, and I could have jotted down which games those were but I didn't where he was 25 and 5 four games in a row interesting point first time since charles barkley that a phoenix sun has done that 1993 wow that is 24 years that is older than probably some people listening right now yeah Younger than us, Younger than but us. older than some people <laughs> listening right now, um, and and you know I think Bledsoe, and we'll get, get maybe get into that trade talk we're mm. going to be talking about momentarily, um, is a guy that earlier in the year, Paul, you said not sure if he's on this team three years from now. Yeah, I think he's starting to work himself more and more mm. into a hey we should probably have this guy on this team three years from now, but at the same time in light of this loaded point guard draft class, mm-hmm. does it swing the complete other way?
1: I don't know. I, I don't know either. I, if we if we get that number one if we get the number one pick, I mean, I'm not going to turn away Marco Fultz. Right.
0: Well, I, there's a few guys I wouldn't turn away in that draft. Um, but
1: I mean, yes, definitely in this past month, Bledsoe and Booker have found uh, I feel like they've kind of found a synergy in that their their skills, I mean, the the team is designed to be backcourt driven from an offensive perspective and it's been fits and starts all season, but this past month they've really kind of figured out that rhythm of driving and Booker's hitting like Bledsoe's driving, Booker's hitting shots. Bledsoe's Bledsoe's vision. Booker's has, driving too. Booker's driving too. Mm-hmm. But Bledsoe's vision and like actually and like his assists have really improved over what we've seen in the last couple last couple previous years and even earlier this season. Because I mean, yeah, he's a point guard, but comparatively to the history of Phoenix point guards, he's he doesn't have the vision of the KJs, the Nashes, the the kids, those guys who
0: Stephon just, Marbury.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, he, he had better vision. Than, I was joking. I actually go on. He had better vision than the so first couple of years. Go on, but that synergy has kind of developed. We're also seeing. Booker's getting back into the playmaking a little bit, too. His assists are up, which is nice to see because I think he could definitely be a guy who should be able to average about four assists. So let me
0: ask you, Mr. Earl Watson's offense sucks. How do you feel about Earl Watson's offense right now, then? (laughs) I'm I'm sorry. I have to ask that question because you're all (laughs) of a sudden giving him so much credit that all these guys are getting all these assists. And I frankly feel like they're they're increased, but I don't know that they're – that great right now but the offense seems to be to be, be honest they were better. missing
1: a lot of shots those first couple of months so you wonder how many assists there would have been there if guys were actually making shots well, but and now so, guys but are making you were shots. so you were so angry about the lack of ball movement and how the ball stuck like literally three weeks ago but it, honestly it doesn't seem like it is as much anymore like Booker's shots are coming so off so
0: of- you love Earl Watson
1: <laughs> no <laughs> what i don't
0: hate him as much oh anymore. okay that's good'll take that. You, know, <laughs> you know what I think I'll, I'll take that I think I, I'm Watson not saying people
1: that. can't improve I never said they can't improve
0: I won't make a comment about how I think I'm right right now <laughs>
1: you always think you're right we both always think we're right
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway so let's move on let's move on um, <clears throat> excuse me Ronnie Price.
1: Yeah, what's the point? Ronald
0: Price. I'm assuming <laughs> Ronnie is short for Ronald.
1: I would hope Who so. Who knows?
0: <laughs> you know, my wife thinks Larry is short for Laryl. <laughs> I'm, I'm not kidding. I mean that. <laughs> anyway, Ronnie Price. What's the deal? What's the deal with Ronnie Price, Paul? What, do what you think? is the deal Ooh. with
1: Ronnie Price? That's <laughs> no, more of like a, what's the deal? But <laughs> <Yeah>. go on. <laughs> go on. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't really get it either. We've got three, two... Two and a half point guards, three point guards on the on the team as it is. We really don't need a fourth. And he doesn't which
0: one's the half point guard? (laughs) 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 guard?
1: The one who gets no assists but plays the one. Cool, just checking. Go on. (laughs) Um We have three point guards. He used air quotes. On the team, and they're they're all getting minutes. There's literally no minutes for Ronnie Price. So I really wonder what the purpose of this signing is. I, it really makes me wonder if there is, it's almost foreshadowing for something else. I know we talked, um, talked about a couple weeks ago, or maybe last—actually it was a couple weeks ago, um, about Tucker—Watson uh, saying Booker's improvement is due to Tucker guarding him during practice. Mm-hmm. Ronnie Price, known for his defense—
0: mm-hmm
1: i'm wondering if this is a precursor to a tucker trade because ronnie price can replace that practice defense on booker and tucker is going to go possibly to a contender or somewhere else for some potential asset
0: do you think it's more likely that the ronnie price thing is a foreshadowing of and i agree with you first of all let me step back i totally agree i think you got. We got rid of John Jenkins, what, like a month ago? Maybe less? I don't know. Time just of kind of all yeah. rolls together at this yeah. point. Get rid of John Jenkins, and that roster spot just sits open and open and open. And suddenly, out of nowhere, the Sun's like, oh, hey, Ronnie Price, what's going on? Well, let's sign him. Sign him into a 10-day deal because, again, I agree with you that they're looking that to have one extra roster spot open so that— number of 14 that became 15 when they got him maybe is going to go back to 14, potentially. If, you know Who knows? They might get players back. But I think that it could be a precursor to either a P.J. Tucker trade or perhaps a Brandon Knight trade because you mentioned either you've one. got three-point guards. If Knight goes, then presumably someone's going to have to kind of slide into that rotation right there. I'd hope it'd be U-lessed. We don't have Mr. Jenkins anymore. Um, yeah, no, I... I Presumably would be Uless. um but I guess rotation was probably the wrong word. Practice rotation, practice if, if you will. will. Um, right, someone's going to have to step in to that spot, and that will. Well, be I Ronnie mean, Price. And l-
1: last last year, I mean, you could you could make an argument that Ronnie Price's presence helped Booker when he was on his ascension, that or like his breakout that second half of the season, guarding him in practice as well. So, it, it it could help with that as well as well whether it's Booker or PJ. I was just looking at it from a defensive perspective, but sure, as sure. you said, from the guard rotation, if you're if you're playing to move a knight, or I don't know if it's a blockbuster trade to so I the way he's playing right now, I don't know if I want to get rid of him. But I, I'm
0: not suggesting that we should. The thing that comes into my mind though is obviously and and I'm on the record saying before that I am a Bledsoe guy I love Bledsoe I am a Bledsoe supporter I am a Bledsoe homer dare I say even though you know I'm not a Kentucky guy that would make me homer you know but I wonder if the Suns look at Bledsoe right now thinking dude this guy is going nuts he's playing fantastic but he has an injury history He's not And we went through a situation a year ago where maybe we had some value in a Brandon Knight, didn't take the opportunity to trade him, and here we are with Brandon Knight who maybe we'll get pennies on the dollar for. Maybe. Right. So does that – and obviously then couple that with a presumed high draft pick, a presumed point guard heavy draft. Does that mean the Suns go, well, maybe we can see what we can get in return for –
1: I mean, Eric Bledsoe. If, I almost if, said Brandon Knight. If you're playing chess, the move is trade Bledsoe while his value is high. Move Brandon Knight into that starting point guard spot. Ooh, whoa,
0: that a crazy.
1: Just wait. I said I'm playing chess here. Oh, okay. Suns get a little worse. Improve their odds to get one of those top picks. Get one of those top point guards. But by Brandon Knight going back into the starting lineup, improve Brandon Knight's trade value. Be able to move Brandon Hopefully. Knight in the offseason. Hopefully. Hopefully. Hopefully, a lot of assumptions. Be able, but he's in this. He'll the deal will be a little bit more reasonable once you get a couple years off of it. And I think mm-hmm. that is this the second year on his deal? Yeah, it's the second mm-hmm. year on his deal. So he's down to three years left, and under the new cap, that's a very reasonable deal for a for a point guard or a guard. Period. So trade Bledsoe, high value, get something back, whether it's. A player picks something. Move Brandon Knight in the starting lineup. Suns are going to get worse. Suns fans are probably going to be love to watch games. But um, improve Brandon that trade value. Trade him over the summer. Draft one of those high high draft pick point guards like Fultz or, or Bell. Boom. New season. You've got uh, high draft pick point guard. Booker, Warren, Chris, Bender, and pay out the nose for Len, just because that's what the market's going to ask for him.
0: <laughs> wow. Those, those, I said those, it was chess. There was a lot going on I said right it was there, chess. Paul. you got to think seven, eight so, moves. Are you saying the Suns... Would Would you want the Suns to do that? No, because I'm enjoying them winning. <laughs> but long term? Long term? Would you want the Sun If Ryan McDonough called you tomorrow and said, hey, I can move Eric Bledsoe and get, I don't know, you get a very good return, would you say, yeah, do it, because you trust that, we trust that, A, the Suns are going to get that high draft pick, because it's, yeah, it's a lottery, and while David Stern is along the commissioner, right. I feel like this right. NBA still, hold on, I feel like the NBA still hates the Suns. <laughs> and, well, and, have good and, 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 exactly, <laughs> and we have to assume that one of those point guards... Assuming we get a high pick, right. will
1: be in the position. play out, Yeah,
0: will work out. and, right. and I think they will, will. Fultz and Ball, to me, yes. No. Um, what's the what's the dude from NC State?
1: I can't remember. I was. It's something Harris? like it's Davis. Yeah, it's something really basic.
0: It is. It is. <laughs> it's so basic. It's very
1: generic. Um, of a name. But yeah, even But so would
0: you say what would you say? What would you say to McDee if he were to call you and ask you that question?
1: I mean, I need to know what the return on Bledsoe is, honestly. Because I mean What would the return
0: on Bledsoe have to be for you to say yeah? Let's do that.
1: I'd probably have to take I'd like to see a ver a high draft pick, maybe like a top five protected draft pick from a team like, say the Kings, who are, aren't expected to be top five but expect i was expected to be in lottery that we could get that extra pick that we could maybe um supplement whatever our high draft pick is with another high draft pick similar to what we did last year
0: so would you or see I, I wouldn't i wouldn't i wouldn't take a pick i wouldn't take I, well first of all i wouldn't want to do this yeah I frankly don't know why I got into the subject because I don't want to do it. But I don't
1: really either. <laughs> but
0: but I wouldn't take if it were to happen and it was a pick. I would be livid, livid. And you know what? I trust McDonough. He would never do that.
1: How about a pick and a player?
0: Well, then there's a player. As long as the player's all right, yeah, right. sure, why not? So okay, well
1: let's move off of well, this. The money's got to work.
0: Let's so. move off of this crazy idea of trading Eric Bledsoe that mm-hmm. we both think maybe isn't the best thing. And I, well, I don't think it's he's not, the best thing. Yeah, not. Me, I, it's not sure. going to happen. I just knocked on wood because I really hope that doesn't happen. I hope the Suns don't get all crazy and yeah. start overthinking things the Brandon Knight thing blow up? Yes. Yeah. The, is Isaiah Thomas a two-time All-Star now? Yes. yes. I still don't care that he's not on the Suns, though, for the record.
1: I really The Lakers don't. are really sucking. So the trade of the third, number three, or potential Did you say pick, they are or they aren't? They are. So that doesn't look as bad because if they don't convey the pick this year, it becomes two second-round picks. So that doesn't look...
0: And it's, good. what, top three protected?
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: makes me feel better.
1: Except the Lakers will get another top three protected top three pick,
0: but not not because of us this time, right?
1: We'll see. I mean, if it comes down to the Suns having to win over the Lakers, to- no,
0: but I mean, like, not they get a top three pick because they sucked enough to get a top three pick, right? Got it. Yes. Um, okay, so let's then move on from trading. I'm not going to say it out loud again. Uh, to trading other players? To trading other players. So who do you think is going to be, if you had to pick one player to go, I, one player that's going to be traded off of the Suns, who is it going to be?
1: Everybody knows who it's going to be. If if the Suns make a trade, it's going to be for P.J. Tucker. He's got the most value from the standpoint of his worth to the Suns is less than his worth to the rest of the league. Is that true? I think it is. I think it is. Because everybody wants the trade to be Brandon Knight because his worth to the Suns is, to Suns fans anyway, is minimal.
0: What are you saying about Suns fans, Paul?
1: I'm saying Suns fans are smart. Ah, well done. (laughs) But his worth to Suns fans is minimal, and we just want him off the team. But, and... The other guy whose name has been banning about has been Tyson Chandler, who's been playing out of his mind, and I don't want to lose Tyson Chandler just yet. So, odd man out there is P.J. Tucker. He's block. He's kind of blocking Warren's ability to like really like realize his potential, full potential, because you know they're kind of splitting minutes there, especially because he kind of got a pretty full front court. So you move you move Chandler or you move Tucker, you're, you allow uh, Bender can kind of fill in those minutes at the power forward spot or whatever you, you move him for maybe you move him for a lesser backup small forward and hopefully some type of pick. He's He's a valuable piece to a contender. That's like what he is right now is a valuable small forward to a contender like the Clippers. The Clippers would love PJ Tucker. I don't mm-hmm. know what I'd want from the Clippers. Maybe we can work some type of three team trade. Could
0: we trade for just JJ Reddick's sleeve? The tattoo? I love it.
1: Maybe. Sure. Okay. Go on. JJ Reddick's sleeve and Luke Mba Mate or whatever. Yeah, exactly. for,
0: for salary considerations. For salary considerations. Keep it, keep it yeah.
1: yeah. We'll put that sleeve on Benjamin. <laughs> 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 That would be sweet. Actually, that would be sweet. Really <laughs> but then, then, then I defy you
0: to tell me he won't be an NBA superstar.
1: <laughs> well, I still want Len to like get all tatted up, grow a giant beard, and then we can call like, him the Soviet Block,
0: <laughs> like Robert Swift.
1: I want him to look like Zangief from Street, from Street Fighter. Fighter.
0: All right, yeah. I like that. Actually, because
1: it would just the intimidation factor of the look would, like, compensate for the mediocrity of his skills. Wow. Don't be mean.
0: Len's been playing okay when he has been
1: he's, playing... His, his min- minutes I mean, have his, his his minutes dropped minute, recently, but that's obviously
0: is, because Chandler's been playing so well. Right.
1: And his minutes have dropped, but his permanent stats are kind of comparable to Chandler. So, I mean, if Chandler does move and Len's able to take up, like, move into a full starters role, I wouldn't hate that. But at the same time... I'm really liking watching Chandler put put up 15 plus rebounds a game.
0: It it is pretty phenomenal what he's doing. To watch it. I mean, he's like I said, this month 11 and 14 a game. Over the year, he's I think at something like nine and 11. I mean, he's the guy we and want. He's 35, 36. Cause that's super They're, old. Yeah. That's totally not like the same age as us. No, um, but but after an after what happened after what happened last year, and everyone thinking, oh my gosh, what a horrible signing this was. Yada yada yada. I think seeing him have a bit of redemption is very very nice to see, and obviously it's doing a lot of good for the Suns too. And you know when i when I look at this as far as the trade deadline coming up what the Suns might do, who they might move. I obviously see, like everyone else, there's a lot of value in both P.J. Tucker and Tyson Chandler, two other teams. But I frankly don't know that I would want to see either one of them moved at this point because I don't think there's a player out there or players out there that I'm really stoked to get onto this team. Well, That's going to be available. I mean, I if you know tell me that players. Carmelo's available. I'm kidding. Kidding. Not Carmelo. If you never tell Carmella. me never ever 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 come up didn't want him to see in Syracuse. If if you were to tell me, you know that we could get Kawhi Leonard, then sure, okay, sure, okay. We'll we'll move him, but maybe maybe Kevin Love, maybe Kevin Love, and yeah, yeah, sure. Well, you know, I and I, I I feel like I've changed my tune a little bit because I think it might have been our first or second podcast. I was like, I don't want Kevin Love. Well, he seems to have stopped sucking this year. Yeah, and 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 I think it it. Is in part because he's kind of stopped being like the butt of jokes in Cleveland. I feel yeah, and maybe I don't know. I'm just not. Paying he found enough. his role. Maybe I'm not paying enough attention to Cleveland. <laughs> which sorry, but um, he's certainly yeah seems to be adapting better and playing better and getting back to that old Kevin Love. But at any rate, I as much as I enjoyed playing with NBA Trade Machine earlier and thought, hey, how about? We get Kevin Love through trading Brandon P.J. Tucker. <laughs> no, no. I kept Brandon Knight. You know? I'm, really? I don't – hey, I don't want to be unfair. Just P.J. Tucker and Tyson Chandler for Kevin Love, right? Come on. Well – The numbers work, but hold on, hold on. Well, you can get to calling me crazy for that trade if you
1: if – you No, so I don't want to call you crazy. But,
0: but I... the fact of the matter is I think that P.J. Tucker and Tyson Chandler right now have more value to the Suns and what they're doing for the young guys Obviously, as Coach Watson had said, Devin Booker has started to play a lot better ever since T.J. Tucker started defending him in practice. And I, no offense to Ronald Price, but I don't know that Ronald he's McDonald going to Price. be. Well, that'd be great. If that was his middle name. <laughs> I don't know that he's going to have that same effect. Maybe. And you know, you know, mentioned you mentioned earlier that second half of last year, perhaps that was kind of got Booker going on the ascension. Maybe you're right. But with Coach Watson saying it now, this year, I'd rather keep that in place, and I'd rather not see Booker run the risk of slipping back into where he was, at least until he gets that you know full level of confidence that tells him, I can do this, I'm going to keep doing this, I'm going to do this no matter who I'm practicing against. And then, frankly, for...
1: um, I mean, that um, 50.8%... Right. Three point Which is dropped after last month? night. But still. Yeah. Yeah. No, okay, that's, so exactly like, like 48.2. Yeah, 40,
0: <laughs> uh, I'm just assuming. But, uh, <laughs> and then it, when it comes to Chandler, I'm assuming Len's learning from him. As you said, his per 36 is about on par with uh, Chandler, and mm-hmm. that's probably part of the reason why. And at the same time, Chandler looks super young right now. Yeah. He's got, what, three years left on that deal? Is that right? Two? Three? Uh might be two at this point. I feel like you should know all this, Paul. But regardless of what it is, does that mean that's the end of his career in two years? Maybe not. If he keeps playing like he is, yeah. you know? I mean, there there are guys that can play pretty deep into their careers, and maybe he's found – well, Coach Watson Fountain was on – I don't know why I keep calling Coach Watson all of a sudden, but he was on Doug and Wolf early this, Earl. earliest week, and he said that he used that phrase, Fountain of Youth, and maybe that's what's happened here with him. So – I don't know really I want either one of those guys to go anywhere. But my Kevin Love trade, you were going to say, you're not calling me crazy? Maybe you I'm not
1: calling you crazy. I mean, I've been a fan of Kevin Love for years, and we've debated about this long before we had a podcast. With the makeup that the Suns team currently has, if we could somehow, I don't know why Cleveland would give him up, but if somehow in, let's say, Cleveland is open to a Carmelo trade.
0: Probably because LeBron's a punk, but go on.
1: Let's say Cleveland is open to a Carmelo trade and somehow we swing in there and we're the one who provides the young assets to the Knicks and they move Kevin to our team.
0: So they can get Carmelo?
1: They get Carmelo, we get Kevin, Knicks get a bunch of young assets to build around Porzingis. A starting lineup of Bledsoe, Booker, Tucker... Love, Chandler, is a legitimate competitive team now. You have three guys in Bledsoe, Tucker, and Chandler to anchor that defense and cover for Booker and Le- and Love's deficiencies in that area. And on the other side, you have Booker, Bledsoe, and Love to facilitate and carry the offense. It's a very balanced balanced starting roster, in my opinion. If
0: you keep all those guys, though, because you haven't taken anybody away from the Suns, so...
1: I would say giving up young guys.
0: So we're like, hey, here's, what, Tyler Eulis, Marquise Chris, and Dragan Bender?
1: <laughs> no, here's... Not... I don't know if I'd give up all three of those guys, but maybe throw in Len. <laughs> I don't know how it would work, but... I'm just saying, if there's a way... To, because if the Knicks are going to trade Carmelo, they're going to want to rebuild. Right. Like, I mean, that's the smart move. It's build on a timeline that co- that corresponds with Porzingis. Which means getting guys who can play around Porzingis. Granted, Chris and Bender and Len all play the same position as him. So I don't know how well it would work. But Phil Jackson has done stupider feel, moves than I feel, that.
0: I feel like I should stop him now. <laughs> Do you want me to stop
1: you, or do you want sure. to keep going? No, him, I mean, if you want to keep going. I'm digging a hole. I, like, <laughs> I I, if I keep digging a hole, like, I might like, get to China. We can just bring back Yao Ming. <laughs>
0: Yao Ming. <laughs> <laughs> or Yi <ye> Jiang <gentlemen.
1: laughs> Dude, what
0: happened to that guy? Like, he like played well for, like I feel like, Did 8, he, eight he to he 12 games. Did he the Lakers? I have no idea. He was with the Lakers I for frankly, a little bit. I frankly don't care. You took the Boosie? No. That, that wasn't he i'm pretty sure he's japanese Paul. he is
1: but it's
0: close oh easy careful bro you get over to that you side of careful, the road. you get there um anyway well i i I'm, I'm now kind of wish i didn't mention kevin love <laughs> and on that tangent although i kind of happy i did but um you know i i, I think that not like you know kevin what loves you know what you know what? i'm just gonna say I this right now him. i just don't want I just want you know what, let's just let's just ride this wave. What has happened the past two times the Suns have gone through a rebuild? They've misstepped and they've screwed up and they've tried to jump into something too fast. And that's why we're going through this for yet another time.
1: Question. I'll give you an answer. Would you trade for Tristan Thompson? Do you think maybe a combination of Tucker and Chandler? For Tristan Thompson, Tristan Thompson, no, too much.
0: Yeah, no. Yeah, I don't see the I don't see the benefit for the Suns long term in that.
1: I mean, he's he's on he's more youngish. Of the time yeah, table. he's more
0: on the timetable, but more he's also going table. to step into a role that perhaps some of our young guys that we're expecting to blossom would be stepping into. So he he comes in and competes with those guys as opposed to mentors them.
1: Well, I'm just saying. Let let let's say let us say the suns trade for Tristan Thompson let len walk so then you have a front court rotation of Chris Bender and Thompson Thompson is in today's NBA a legit center i mean that's what he play, that's basically what he plays in cleveland He's a legit center.
0: Yeah, but he's playing that in Cleveland next to a guy who is built like a freight train. He's going to play that in Phoenix next to two guys that are built, built like, like you when you went into college. Just and Paul actually, was super skinny, guys. Just for the record, super skinny. Yeah. So
1: I mean, I'm not now. That's why. That's
0: why. <laughs> that's why a guy like Chandler and a guy like Len, I feel, have a little more import to this team. It's because. Right. They have more body. They can stand up physically a little bit better to, whether it be centers or power forwards or whomever. And while, you know, a center, air quote center, because I, Tristan Thompson, he's, I'm sorry, but... Maybe I'm old school to a certain extent and I'm like, I want my centers to weigh more than like two hundred and thirty pounds, I don't know, or two hundred and fifteen pounds. pounds. I know, but but Marky's Chris weighs two hundred and thirty pounds. Right. Well that I don't want him to be my center. Um but I feel like if you're going to have a center that is built out of that mold, you're going to need somebody next to him who's gonna be able to hold up a little bit better against the stronger competition. The the and I mean physically stronger, not just basketball giftedly stronger. So um no, no no is the answer. And again, I think if the Suns make a trade, great. As long as it's not that Bledsoe thing we talked about cuz that's crazy. And I don't know why we talked about crazy yeah. stuff. Why would we talk about crazy stuff? That's weird. But if they don't make crazy. a trade, if they don't make we are wild and crazy. It's wild we, crazy guys. If they <laughs> don't make a trade, I'm actually going to be totally fine with that, because it seems like the youth, they're moving along, they're progressing, and that's what we want, and perhaps making a move would actually be more detrimental in the long run than it would be in the short term. And, and keep in mind, too, that apparently, McDonough doesn't want second-round draft picks, <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> second-round draft picks. You've got pick. Sam Hinky. Um, and, and... Maybe one of those guys will fetch a first, but at the same time, you know we can only we can only load this roster with so many first round draft picks. I guess. Yeah. That, that I mean that are going to be that, that that are worth giving up. Like it's not worth giving up for a late round first round draft pick. I don't think giving up a guy like Tyson Chandler or PJ Tucker
1: who if, if can you get a late get, first round draft pick for PJ Tucker, I would take that in a heartbeat. I wouldn't.
0: Who's the, last, for, who's the last late first-round draft pick that has worked out to really be successful for the Suns? For the Suns Damn, this or is period? going to be easy, actually, but go on. For the Suns. For
1: the Suns. You put you're me on the spot, and you All know right. I suck at the end. Anyway. About. You can tell me who you—
0: I think it is about time to wrap things up.
1: Well, I, I just wanted one last point. Go on. This trade season, to me, It's is, crazy. It's— it's. I would not be surprised if it's quiet because the buyers, the contenders, and the sellers, like the Suns, the assets that each have don't really mesh, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Like What, what the teams that are selling are willing to sell, they don't want anything that the contenders have to offer for the pieces they're willing to sell. There are there are obviously pieces like a Chandler, like a Tucker, like um, a Drogic on Miami that could move, mm-hmm. but what the what the teams that would want those guys have to offer? I'm not seeing the synergy in those trades, and I'm not just talking about from a Suns perspective. I'm talking about from the the other teams. Like I'm not seeing the trade from the 76ers to the 76ers for Jaleel Okafor. I'm not seeing the trade to the Miami Heat for Dragic. I'm I'm just not seeing the trades there that the sellers are willing to accept.
0: And that's why, and I I agree with you, and that's why I mentioned that it's crazy because I think that something mind-blowing is going to happen. I think there's going to be a huge deal... Huge.
1: That's why these guys get paid. This gonna be a huge deal. They
0: think I on think there's going to be don't. a huge deal that happens that is going to shake the very foundation of the NBA, if you will. But I'll probably be wrong. But I'm not usually
1: wrong. Who do you think would be the centerpiece of said trade?
0: Let's say let's save that for next time because I think we're just about out of time, Paul. <laughs> um, agreed. Yes, thank you. So we'll wrap up this episode of. Bright side of the suns for the fans by the fans podcast. As always, you can catch me on Twitter at so says Jay and Paul is at
1: Dervish of World.
0: And I will say thank you for listening. And until next time, good morning, good afternoon, or good night, depending on where you're when you're listening. And yes, I know it's a
1: rip off from the Truman Show. Hakuna Matata.